Coming up, we went to Universal Mardi Gras, and we want to share how we thought it was on this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. And today we are going to talk about Universal Mardi Gras. Last week, we gave you a preview of some of the food options that we had at the event in the Tribute Store. But this week, we're actually going to talk about the event itself. And before we get to that, I need to remind you, this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So... Head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no-obligation quote. Okay, we let the good times roll earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yes, we did. Laissez-les bon temps. Laissez-les bon temps, really? That's absolutely correct. Thank you, Rhino. Uh, yeah, so Universal Mardi Gras has been in full swing now for not even a week yet, but, you know, it's been running all week, kicked off on Saturday. And we were there, of course, for the first night, a rainy night. It was, indeed. But uh, we were there and enjoying all of the excitement. We had some food. We had uh, a couple drinks. Nothing exciting. We, we mm-hmm. still have to go back to get the exciting drinks. We just had a couple beers. And we watched a little bit of Sugar Ray. And <laughs> we watched the parade, of course. And we just tried to take it all in. So we're going to share all of our thoughts about this year's event with you on this episode. So Rhino, why don't you get things kicked off by sharing what was your overall opinion of uh, on opening night? Um, I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's one of those things where like Mardi Gras, I, I don't mean this in like um like a rude way or anything. It always seems like one of those events where I'm like, Oh yeah, it's going on. Um, you know, and sometimes they get really cool concerts and I always am like, okay, well, it's an annual pass holder. We get to go to that, but I just never like get myself super hyped for it. But then when I'm, whenever I'm there, I feel like it's, it's infectious. It's hard not to like get into the spirit of it all. And I do feel like that was true. Even of this event. I mean, it was great. I love cold weather. So I was happy that it was chilly. Uh, the, the, the rainy part of it, I could have done without where it was, but it wasn't like, it wasn't unmanageable. It was just kind of misting. It was doing that kind of more annoyance than anything else. But, um, you know, I just, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a good time and I'm actually very much looking forward to going back. It was, it didn't feel, it definitely wasn't like a one and done for me. Like, so no, no, uh, especially on the food front, you know, we will talk about that in just a little bit, but, uh, food lines were out of control on that opening night and we Mm -hmm. kind of got there on the later side. So we didn't have a chance to try nearly as much as we wanted to. Uh, You know, it was a cold rainy night as we have said multiple times now, and we opted to get ice cream and (laughs) I don't regret it. (laughs) No, I know you don't. I didn't regret it either, but it was a, it was a strange choice. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, ultimately, no, we didn't. We didn't get as much food as we wanted. You know, there's going to be concerts in the future that that we want to see, and ultimately, the parade. It's it's a lot of fun, just like it's always is in years past. Uh, the first time around, so focused on you know taking video of it that I didn't really get to focus on a lot of the details of the special floats for this year. So I there's a lot. There's a lot to go back and see over and over and over again. And that first night, I will say, I just I had a blast. The energy was fantastic in mm-hmm. that park, despite the conditions, you know, like when when we got there because it was already misting and it was so cold. I'm like, there's going to be no one in the streets, like not not people, people. Yes, but none of the uh, parade performers. I'm like, they're not going to be out there. Why would they be out, especially like the stilt walkers? If it gets a little wet on the ground, that's that's a little dangerous for them. And uh, much to my surprise, you know, walk inside and they are out in full force and getting everyone in the Mardi Gras spirit. And a lot of them half naked doing this yeah. in, in the freezing cold. Uh, but uh, I, I, I give them so much applause to their commitment. And, you know, of course, they have like your classic Mardi Gras you know, green, purple, yellow dressed people. But then we also got our first glimpse of some of the, uh, the space themed people yeah. as well too. And it's a lot of fun. They're, they're great photo ops. They're perfect photo ops. Cause when they're walking in the parade, they don't have time to stop in and take pictures. So the fact that they're out and about makes for a, it makes for good photo moments. Yeah. I especially like that everybody in space has mid drifts. Like everyone yeah. is doing the um, is doing the uh, cutoff, the you know the classic nineteen eighties early nineties cutoff look, and I was uh, I, I yeah I liked it. I, I was actually surprised too that there were so many people and that there wasn't like winter or like cold weather wear for them or maybe there was and everybody was just too jazzed up to 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 deal to, with it yeah so it was just one of those where I was like okay it's cool yeah. yeah. Well, that's a great segue into talking about the parade. We're not really wasting any time on this one with the boring details. Uh, The parade, again, like all of Universal Mardi Gras, runs now through April 24th. But the parade specifically isn't happening on three nights, April 1st, 2nd, and 8th. And uh, other than that, you're going to see the parade every single night. Just depends uh, what day it is, on what time it is. Could be 5.15, 6.15, 7.15, 7.30, 7.45. Uh, it could be any of those times. But you will see the parade every night again, but the first, second, and eighth. So don't come and plan on seeing it on those days. And as we mentioned, the theme of this year's parade is space in a way, cosmics, all of that. Uh, Rhino was expecting campy space, and I don't think that really is what I saw from it. I don't. Is that what you really? saw from it? Yeah, totally. I thought oh. all those space people that we met the first time—that's like campy Bart Simpson with a ray gun space stuff. There were some. I, I that overall oh. zap. I I don't I don't know if I got the same exact feeling about it as you did but uh, i thought that the floats were really well done uh the six themes of the floats were cape canaveral volcano planet floral planet machine planet comet cruising 
and Planet Mardi Gras. And the reason I have the names for all of these is I realized as I was going through and like trying to write about the floats, like what would I, how would I describe all this stuff? And I was going through and guessing names on like what you could call this. Like, Oh, this is the one with volcanoes. That seems like a very Mars thing. It's red. And we'll go with that. And then I move on from the floats and I start writing about food and look at all the names of the boosts. And at that point I realized that all of the different boosts are named after all of the different parade floats that are space themed in this occasion. So, you know, like I, I think on last week's episode, we talked about the shiny metallic booth and mm-hmm. uh, that ultimately is the uh, machine planet booth. And we saw the parade equivalent of that too, which was very, you know, kind of steampunk robot in a way, but it, I guess that one was campy too. There was a lot of camp in there, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think space campy is more like mid-century modern space campy than what this is. This is like a mix of Mardi Gras and space. I always think like 50s Lost in Space. Well, I guess Lost in Space was in the 60s, but like that sort of 50s, 60s uh, Metropolis sort of aesthetic sometimes. I guess Metropolis technically isn't campy, but it's that view of the future where you're like, everything's so sleek and rounded and bubbled and like yeah. – I, I, I think the one place they missed out on is they had the floral planet one and this easily no could have been like an ET float. Exactly. Yeah. Like all I could wh- think is I, I was thinking like, why would they choose a floral planet? And I'm like, wait, that's gotta be inspired by ET, right? Like where's a tickly where's like where they should have uh, pulled Magdal right out of that retraction to have her just flop it around on there. That's, I mean, there's multiple, or at least one plant that, in my opinion, looks like very close to something that you would see directly out of E.T. Adventure. And yeah, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. They could have like double themed this up E.T. and, and Mardi Gras. And Transformers. Oh, with the I was robots. thinking the machine machine yeah. planet because I was like, they come from a machine planet. I mean, I know you don't want to say their machine planet, but you could have, you could have. I mean, I don't know how much time and money and stuff like that, but it, sometimes I think like, what if there was, uh, there was a uh, Marty Marty Gratron. I don't know what you would call Marty him. Gratron. Yeah, <laughs> Beedron. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, how does that? How does that fit in? Les with out. out. Roll out. <laughs> Autobots. Laissez les bon temps rule out. <laughs> Party goers. That's a little more Wayne's world Probably. than I mean. Or like, I I, we're going to figure it out because then it could also. Autobots. Let the good times roll out. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. There you go. It's a good, let the good times roll out. Something, something like that. No, it's a, uh, I, I thought the parade was excellent this year. My favorite of those six floats was probably the planet Mardi Gras one, because that was legitimately like a, a, it was a Mardi Gras planet complete with like an astronaut on the back, like claiming the planet in the name of Mardi Gras. Mardi, and, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it's is corny and cheesy, but I, I really I liked it. I don't know if it fit in as well as other themes have over the years. This one, I don't want to say it felt slapped together, but it just it, it wasn't seem, my it's not my favorite one. It didn't seem to have the same. uh panache as like um when they the year they did all the 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 constellations and stuff like that i remember being like wow like this one felt a little more i don't want to say not cohesive i i enjoyed it i should say that i definitely enjoyed it there's no question 
but I, I don't know that it, it like blew me away as much as I wanted it to do. But it's still like a fun. I actually thought the um, the performers like the in between the floats stood out a lot more than they have in years past to me this time around. Because normally I feel like it's like uh, the alligator costume and like the you know the stilt walkers and, th- and this time it was like oh space like a- there was like astronauts and what felt like Martians and other things. And so I was like oh there's like different creatures all around. And I was like, this is fun. And it made me start to think like, well, they can't do it because they have scare zones. But I was like, wouldn't it be cool if there was a Halloween Horror Nights sort of a parade? I don't, it definitely wouldn't work. But, you know, no. I just started thinking about where I was like, oh, it's kind of like, it gives me that vibe a little bit though. Where I was yeah. like that fun, I don't know. I, I see where your head's at. And actually, Rhino, I do think I would say there was a lack of cohesion overall with the entire uh, parade. You know, it's not it's not the first time I felt like this with uh, a Mardi Gras parade. I The one year, I loved the transportation theme that they did way back when. I think it was 2014 or 15. Uh, I love those floats. But overall, they didn't fit in with the rest of the Mardi Gras floats. And that's kind of how I felt about this one. Like, you had your three at the front. And then yeah. space and those all felt like they fit together. And like the only float that I feel like could have kind of like matched the look and feel of these ones was the, the King Gator float at the end. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if that's just like subliminal from the, the tribute store having a Gator Mardi Gras float in there, but so I'm flying I, out of space. Just like, I would have accepted it. I think yeah. it was the one with it where they were like on the building they're like on the just on the building tossing out yeah. the beats like that that one i was kind of like this one feels like it shouldn't be in the parade <laughs> like yeah i i know it's going to be impossible for them to refresh a lot of those uh the classic floats but i i could see them getting to a point where it might be time to refresh some of them uh, i thought maybe it was just the thora themed and it was a building that had gone into outer space you know <laughs> something like that I I like where your head's at, Rhino. But any final thoughts to share about the parade? We got to watch it at the end of New York, like we suggested. I felt like the beat action was pretty on par for there. Uh, did not didn't think that we definitely got a lack of beads where we were. So a uh, recommended spot, in my opinion, and great for photos. I got the three colors I needed for for my little plush here, and so I was happy. And they were definitely targeting your camera because I a couple times I jumped up to try and catch them before they hit you, and then that one that landed right around the microphone was nice. And but you know what, Rhino? I literally went frame by frame looking for the bead that went over. And it must have just happened so fast. I could not find it. I mean, it was right at the end of the parade. So, like, I knew... I knew the time period of when it would have happened based on like when you bumped my camera trying to pull it off. And I just I could not see it. So it didn't even pick up with the lens. It was it was literally the perfect shot. So I don't know. I thought it it was just going to be like rattling around on the camera. That's why I tried to get it off because I was like, you know, oh, you're going to hear the bead hitting the camera and over and over again. (laughs) Like, so I was like, I should pull this off. It was it was wild. It was wild. But I did see a couple times they hit the uh, they hit my lens straight on and I didn't yeah. notice it in the moment. But I I saw it watching back where it hit. So I uh, I always have fun with that. It's just like, <laughs> not the first night. Please don't hit me with beads after that. Go crazy. Just I, I always, the first night. Leave I me think alone. it's like a stare down where you're just like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Like, yeah, it, it's harder with video because I have to use both of my hands to keep the camera super steady. But like back in the day when I would go with Corey Martin to universal Mardi Gras to like shoot pictures and video of the parade, 
he would always just do one-handed camera and then with the other one like he would taunt people with his other hand so he could try to get the photo of like the beads just before they hit his camera and it's like so i i don't know maybe it's just people have been conditioned over the years to say like oh technology i must throw plastic at it i i don't know but it's a it's a fun parade really anywhere you decide to watch it from you're gonna have a blast with it so i highly highly recommend it uh rhino do we want to try to move into the food and yeah. uh so try to break down the situation with the souvenir cups this is the one thing i wish we would have went back uh sometime between opening night and recording this now because there was a lot of confusion on yeah, day one about the souvenir cups especially you heard us talk on our preview episode that there was a little 12 ounce plastic souvenir cup that you could get that changed colors and you know it, it cost a little bit more than a nine ounce cup but after that the refill for the 12 ounce cup was the exact same price as the nine ounce pour and it seemed all straightforward i mentioned that i was bummed that they didn't have their normal uh taller 20 ounce plastic cup and blinky you know do, do it like that the blinky cups yeah i was upset uh well, we showed up, and what what magically appeared, Rhino? Just bl- I we went to that um we went to that bar that's in the Transformers queue, you know, that's mm-hmm. like right across from the um from the Mardi Gras area over there, and it's um it it was like, what are those glowing cups on the counter? So they had them lined up where it was like, here was the nine ounce cup you could get it was just this this clear, t- very tiny cup. It felt like, mm-hmm. and then the twelve ounce green cup, and then the 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 taller clear. And we found out later that night they all have a different color rim around the top, I guess, because one's purple, and our friend had a yellow, a yep. gold one. So I'm assuming there must have been a green one too. But, um, but. We went up and asked, and um, I asked the the bartender that was there, and I said, you, I said, oh, the bigger cup's like not on the menu. How much is the larger cup? And that's when she told us she was like, it's the same price as buying it right here, right now. It will be the same price as the green cup. And I was like, okay, well, why wouldn't I buy this cup then? Because, yeah. and she was like, I don't know if that price might change by like a dollar or two, but I don't think they expected it to show up or something. And so, and then, then from there, it got weird because it, I asked, I was, I turned to you and I was like, I was like, I wonder if the green cup was supposed to just be for like mixed drinks. And then the the clear cup was supposed to be for beer or something like that. Because then I was like, it seems like a large amount of difference to put a mixed drink in this versus the smaller cup. But but then at Halloween Horror Nights, it's all one size. And they put their two, usually the two themed, two or three themed, you know, different mixed drinks that they do go into the larger cup. So we just kind of went around from booth to booth. And it it varied, honestly. Like some booths, it was just we were holding the cup in the hand, and some booths, it was they gave us the refill price on the menu. Other booths knew there was supposed to be a larger, so it was like I think like two dollars more. So, yeah. I, so it was, but it was still like one of those things where I was like, I still think this is a deal. Um, but it was it it was weird because we did run into our friend Hector, and he was basically like, I bought this cup, and then they charged me. More than what the refill price. So he didn't even know that it was a different cup at all. He just bought the cup 
based on prices on a menu and then was like completely confused. So, and I think it's really bizarre that it doesn't appear on any menu anywhere. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm like, do you think they just didn't think they were going to get the cups in time? So they printed the menus beforehand or was it an afterthought? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they would have had to order these long ago. So it, Maybe the only thing I can think of is that they didn't know if they were going to get them in time for the event. So they went through with all the signage for the smaller cups that would have been a lot easier to get turned around quicker. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, they're easier. There's many places out there that will print on, you know, they'll print the small cups like that, even with the color change aspect to it. It just would be a lot easier to get made. So I think they probably were running with the idea like, yeah, we'll have those. And but then all the the blinky cups also were there too so then they had to figure it out so like we went up and asked and i know we're going on really long about this but this was like the most perplexing part of our night yeah. and it still kind of stuck with us we went up and asked like well what's the deal cuz i saw people carrying the cups as soon as i got in the park and i'm like what's that like yeah. why are people just buying a souvenir cup and my walking wife. around with it? That's weird. And uh, <laughs> yes, my That's wife, just... my wife, she was not there. Uh, but I, I, I started seeing it. So Rhino went up and confronted the bartender about it because I don't like confrontation. That, and... that sounds a little more stern than I was. <laughs> you sound like I went up and I went, "What's the deal with these cups?" <laughs> I just I I don't like asking questions, so yeah. I just anytime anyone says, "Well, why don't you go up and ask?" I just I don't like confrontation. I I don't I don't like that. So uh, we go up and ask, and the, the bartender told us was confusing. <laughs> it, like. I know, it was confusing in the moment, but I think I broke it down. Is that the ideal pricing for the Blinky cups was for mixed drinks, it would be $16 with a refill price of $13. Okay. For a beer, it would be $14 with a refill price of $11. But that was kind of mixed because it wasn't in the system yet. So what they were doing was they were charging whatever the price was for the original plastic souvenir cup the small one that was on mm -hmm. the menu which was $13 for a mixed drink and $11 or 1150 for a beer depending on what beer you got so they were charging the same price as rhino pointed out for the blinky cup as they were the small cup and then as he was saying it was kind of different depending on what booths and in terms of how they handled refills we went up to one booth with our cups displayed and said can we get a refill and they gave us the eight dollar refill price that mm. is listed on the menu for a nine ounce pour or for a souvenir cup pour but then we went to another booth and said can we have a refill showed them the cup and they gave us the price of the refill for you know for those souvenir cups yeah. and what we got charged originally which so on that first night, it was also confusing that I think some people didn't ring things up correctly and that like moving forward, it should always be the like $11 for a beer. Oh, I'm sure they figured or, it out. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. But it was very confusing that night. And so we we definitely did a lot of research. That's the way we'll say it. We did a lot of research trying to figure out the deal. <laughs> I still think, um, you know, either cup is a good, I still feel like yeah. is a good deal because it's like you do it out however much. Well, the weird part is we don't really know how much. So at Halloween Horror Nights, the last like, I don't know, couple of years, couple of events, it's been that the refill cup will be like, you know, 
I don't know, $13. And then the refill, you know, the pour is $11, you know, but like a beer just by itself was $11. So there was no benefit to having the cup. There was no, there, there, the last, for the last, like, I don't, like I said, two or three events before there used to be, and it used to be maybe like a couple bucks less, but I was just like, why would I buy the cup? I'll just buy the beer because I'm not getting anything extra out of the cup because we decided the beers they pour were still the same size as the cup. Yeah. So we're like, I, I just, I don't need the cup. So I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get it. And this is where I feel like they finally tiptoed back into that being like, okay, well, you know, this, you could get a discount here with the cup. But my concern now is that we did buy the cup and like, because they don't have the price of the regular size beer on the menu is that the regular size beer is going to be the same price as the cup. And so as the, as the refill price of the cup. So we ultimately didn't really need the cup. I think we just no. got lucky. And no. so, and that's the difference between the green cup and the bigger cup is that I don't think the bigger cup is going to have a like really beneficial discount to it, but the green cup, you'll always get three ounces more of a pour you know, for the same amount of a nine ounce pour. So the green cup, I think is still the better deal. Um, assuming that they haven't figured this out or whatever, but, um, I, yeah. So I, I, I think that's what's, what's going to happen like going forward. So I would recommend getting the green cup instead of just doing the night. Cause after three, if you have, if you use it three times, you've essentially, it just like, paid for itself as a free drink because it was yeah. you're getting three extra ounces three times is nine ounces or whatever so so that that third drink you know that third or fourth drink whatever is i you know the math i but, think you're breaking your mind in this so yeah well <laughs> it's, it was one of those things where i'm just like uh, i i don't know how much the regular beer is and that's why i was like i was thinking it was the it's only the way to get price. a regular size beer was going to be in this cup so you had to buy the cup to get a a 20 ounce pour and i think that would have been kind of clever because yeah. then that would force people into buying the cup and then they would sell more beer that way. And that, you know, so I think it would, yeah. I think it would have been cool if they did something like that, but whatever. Yeah. Well, if we didn't alienate everyone out there at this point in time with going yeah. eight to 10 minutes on cups, then we will move on to the food and hopefully win you back in this moment. Uh, we did try three things on that very first night solely because the lines were so long and we tried to try more like, we wanted to end the night on a king cake and every single booth that sold king cake was sold out. And this king cake just... though on display, it was huge. It was the size of your head. It was a 12, like a $12 king cake. And we, so at the end of the night we had, there was like four of us and we're like, okay, you know, we kept seeing it and we're like, this is the perfect time. We'll be able to each have a little piece of this and nowhere, nowhere to be found. Yeah. Just a and... three day old display one. Yeah. And we even asked about that one. And it's like, no, you guys don't want that one. It's like, I think I do want that one at this point. I'm I'm a little hungry yeah. for king cake. Uh, but we were very limited in our food options because we got there later. And again, it, everything was so busy. It was just uh, we would have loved to eat more, but it was just pure insanity. Like at the one booth, um, the Kid Zone Pizza Company, they were doing uh, some fry based uh, stuff there. Not like not like uh pizza fries but kind of a similar vein and when we walked up there there was maybe 20 people waiting for food and right before we got to the cash register i heard him tell the person that was in front of us like yeah i can't place your order we're too backed up so it was food was definitely not running well and that was that was kind of a shame but i will say we of the three things we had Two out of the three 
I would say were one was one was good, one was great, and the other was awful. Uh, and and uh, so we'll start with the good one because that's also the first thing that we had, and that was Creole crab beignets for nine ninety nine. And I know this sounds disgusting, beignets crab. How does that go together? Uh, basically, this was like. Uh, almost more like stuffed ravioli that kind of puffed out, but I mean, still beignets in that way and light and fluffy and crab meat was kind of like a crab salad was stuffed inside and it was tossed in like old bay seasoning. And this should have been disgusting, but it was actually really tasty as a, as a savory dish. You know, it was the right amount of salty, but then just, just kind of finished well it was it was really good i would get it again yeah i i i you know i feel like the version we had was cold because we took pictures of it for too long so i'd like to try it hot and and fresh but uh but i would definitely 100 percent get that yeah. again no it, ours was cold but it was a freezing night and yeah. i think unless we would have walked away and ate it immediately it would have already it would have already uh not been good because they gave it to us fresh right out of the fryer but it just it, it got so cold so fast so i i would try them again too uh then rhino's choice and the creole crab beignets of course were at the uh the the machine booth the machine mm-hmm. planet booth that is between uh between springfield and the simpsons ride as well as uh london and hogwarts they're not hogwarts London and Diagon Alley. Jeez Louise. Good. Stumbling over my words here in the Wizarding Worlds. Uh, the Universal. Uh, yep, I have. Once or twice. Uh, and then also from this booth, we ended up getting, even though it was so cold outside, we got the Mardi Gras bubble waffle. And this was, uh, this was a bubble waffle. And inside, it was filled with a, an, uh, an ube slash matcha tea swirl ice cream and covered in sprinkles and this thing was eight dollars and 99 cents this was the one that was amazing this was I'd go back absolutely it incredible yeah like i will definitely be getting this again there is no question whatsoever i wish that you could just order the ice cream by itself and not have to do like the bubble waffle every time so i could get more of the ice cream because it was just so good i i i I had somebody online say they had gotten the other one that had even more of like mix-ins and stuff inside of it, but it was just like, I don't even care about that stuff. I was like, I literally, I mean, the bubble waffle was good. I thought it was really good, um, but it was just kind of like that. I was just like, I want this entire ice cream thing. I was like, should I yeah. just go back in line and get another one? <laughs> like, yeah. And the other one, I, I don't remember the exact name for it, but the other one is Ube soft serve in a matcha waffle. So like, yeah. I don't, I feel like we got the better of the yeah. two and I didn't care about the mix-ins and uh, I would really, really go back for this one in a heartbeat, especially on a warm night. Oh, this thing would just, it would hit so hard. It would be so good. Mm-hmm. 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 But unfortunately for us, we uh, did not fare well in all the circumstances. So over in the kid zone area, that's where like the volcano planet booths are. Uh, there was the one that had the gym based drink that Rhino wanted to try, but we didn't get it that night because we were experimenting with the beer cups. Uh, and then across the way, there was the other booth that we said, oh, this one sounds good, specifically the uh, Rujimo. And I believe that's how we decided to say it based on what mm-hmm. other people talked to us about, too. 
and we were warned that this would not be good and still went into it anyways and boy was it bad well it was it's one of those things where i feel like um the meat was like once you got into the middle of it it felt like it was kind of dry because there wasn't enough like stuff there but also the my number one complaint about it is that it was essentially a bow bun but they had griddled the like the bow on either side and i feel like when you do that to bow bun it turns it into to bow it turns it into cardboard like bow is meant to be steamed and so like i i get that you were like oh trying to do something else like because i think normally this is served with like a like a sweet bread of some sort and so i feel like they were trying to do a play on it but it feels like something where nobody tried it they just were like yeah we'll just substitute that bread and it'll be good because uh, it was one of those like it just you bit it and you're like this isn't the texture I want from this it give it gives the bow like a very cardboard texture and flavor even so it was just kind of uh it was a real bummer because I was very excited for it and it looked real good but yeah didn't deliver no it, it didn't deliver at all and you know brisket was the meat that was inside of it and you know me I will eat anything brisket based but it just it didn't come together you know the micro cilantro at this point we were just flat out annoyed with it yeah. like, why do you need micro Everything. cilantro on it and there was supposed to be Thai chili peppers and uh, mustard greens on there and there is a couple peppers but not enough to make it spicy and the mustard greens just kind of got lost in it and for eight ninety nine, yeah you got two so this was nice and shareable for us but it was it was a complete miss and i will not be uh i will not be getting this ever again at all yeah yeah it's a shame i, I was and really i was really excited for the this booth so it was kind of a bummer it was. And unfortunately, though, that's all the food we had. As we said, uh, absolutely get the bubble waffle, Creole crab beignets. Consider it. If you're on the fence about it, I would say I would say go for it ultimately. But skip the if, rouge and If you got a shellfish allergy, I tread lightly because it feels like I mean, I know it's I know it's Mardi Gras and, you know, uh, uh, shellfish is a the thing there. But it's like I feel like every booth had a little bit of shell- shellfish at it. So I would. uh be, I would just be careful. Like, yeah, always, all. always be careful of cross contamination at Universal Mardi Gras. With it's not, they're going to try their best, but obviously, but it's just a, it's a booth. It's like a small yeah. booth, you know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where it's not, it's not, it's quite, it's everything's a lot closer together, and they don't have the space to separate stuff. It just seems like a weird call to have had the crab beignets at the ice cream booth. That's the part yeah. where I'm like, I feel like they should have just moved that to another one, and then just let ice cream be ice cream, but. I mean, I, just, uh, just I agree with that, too. I know I yeah. agree with that, too. It made no sense to have the crab beignets <laughs> there with ice cream and like a non-alcoholic frozen drink. Yeah. And it just it made no sense. It's that one was clearly supposed to be the dessert booth. And I'm not sure if they consider Creole oh, crab beignets dessert. Maybe but that's why I they were thinking that. Yeah. Now, I yeah. I would not. Yeah, no way. So. They're, they're definitely an appetizer. I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly, but we're going to move on to the final portion and just talk about it kind of more in a strategy way. But uh, Sugar Ray was the performer on that very first night. You know, this weekend it's Diana Ross, uh, Saturday, Sundays, some Sundays, some random Fridays. I think there's maybe one random Friday that there's a performer, but basically every Saturday now through April 5th, I believe is the final Saturday night performance. 
and all of the concerts happen on the Universal Music Plaza stage. You will see, like, uh, um, you know, New Orleans Zydeco bands that are playing as well, but that is not the big performers. Do not be fooled about it. I don't know why I would have to say that even. I don't think you would. Uh, you wouldn't confuse a brass band for Sugar Ray, but just in case someone out there would, I, I feel like it has to be said, but the big concerts happen on the use Music Plaza stage in between Fallon and Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. And so what happens is a lot of people will get there very early to get that front row spot. Uh, understandably, it's all standing room only. Uh, you know, you can sit down for until you get closer to the concert and then you'll have to get up and move all the way forward and stuff. But it's like you can sit back and hang out and relax in the beginning if you get there super early. Uh, after the parade's done, you're going to get a rush of people coming over. So if you're definitely there to see the concert, more than anything, get there early for the concert. Don't get there like super early, but, uh, you know, if you just want to be in the general area, if you want to be front row, yeah, you have to get there early. But anything else, just establish yourself a little bit before the parade. And yeah, you're not going to have a great view of the parade, but you're there for the concert. Uh, if you do get a bad spot for a concert, the sound's not great back by like the Monsters Cafe. It's just not that good. It's really echoey by the time the sound makes it all the way out there. So sit back for a couple of songs, I would say, and just kind of let it happen. People will start to leave after two or three songs. It happens mm -hmm. every single time I've seen a concert here. It's no one stay. The people up front usually stay for a lot of it because they're the ones who are committed. But the people in the back will start to leave. And by the time you get to about maybe three or four songs left in the set you can go up to the side like from where the fallon bathrooms are and uh you can you can easily walk into the side so you can be very close to the stage uh but just on the side and you can you can sneak right in for a good view so just be be patient with it people will leave if you don't establish a spot earlier but if it's someone you care about get there soon and sugar ray that's all i have to say about that Sugar, he did. He sure did. He sure did. Yes. Sugar Ray was he sugar performing Ray. there. He sure did. Mark McGrath was a human on stage as Sugar Ray performing. Entertainment Tonight's very own Mark McGrath. I think, I think I'm done talking tonight. about Sugar Ray. It might Ray be now. Access Hollywood, actually. Sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I think I'm done, too. I did not enjoy the concert. It, I don't. I don't know if he couldn't hear himself correctly, but it just sounded like off key the entire time. That's what it sounded like when it was on the radio to me. So I'm just not a fan. I'm not. Ooh. I don't mean a. I just. I'm just. I've never been a big fan. Wow. He's probably a fine person. I'm just like I know. Wow. It's not for me. So, not for me. Wow. Big bold statement there, but uh, I think we <clears throat> have said it enough. Universal Mardi Gras is not to be missed. It is such an awesome event. Runs nightly through April 24th. The food every single day, the parade every single day, except that April 1st, 2nd, and 8th, and the concerts on the select nights. Rhino, do you have any final things to say about it? Uh, No, bruv. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Okay. Well, thank you for sitting down and talking Universal Mardi Gras with me, Rhino. And I hope everyone out there appreciated hearing about our first experience with it. And I'm sure we'll share updates on the show as we continue going to Universal Mardi Gras through the next couple months. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much. But that's going to start to wrap things up on this episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I truly hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, and video suggestions in the comments section below. And if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. That would help us out a ton. And if you want to support us even more, you can always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Or you can sign up for exclusive content by becoming a Patreon supporter. You can do that at patreon.com slash disunplugged. But that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you once again, Rhino. Thank you. And thank you, everyone out there, for listening and watching. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Laissez les bon temps rouler. And remember, we still haven't changed the name. <laughs>